Salutations. Found your way to another episode of the Body Shop, your one-stop shop for all the bonus content you've seen, bonus. seen, didn't know you hadn't seen, didn't know you wanted to see, and really didn't want to see. I should really come up with a different one for bonus content. You really should. But, what's going on, Glenn? Nada. What's yeah. going on with you, Brian? Living a dream. You know, just recording a bonus episode with you. This is like the monster uh, recording session. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're stacking them up so we don't end up missing a bunch of shit again. Are you trying to say that we maybe missed out on a day or two? Oh, uh, yeah, like a month and a half. It was terrible. It happens. Uh, and I blame you. And I blame you because uh, I got the flu. I didn't say it was your fault. I said I was blaming you. That's two totally different things. Okay, well, go fuck yourself either way. All right, so these bonus episodes, if we're doing the Urban Legend ones, uh, Glenn here gives me a uh, an Urban Legend from a specific state that uh, I have no idea what he's going to talk about. And to retaliate, I do ghost stories from individual states where you have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to tell me a story. I'm going to throw it at you, and then we're going to discuss. Tell me a story. And I'm going to kind of read this. It's not very long, but uh, I think the uh, the critique will come after I get done reading this. Gotcha. <gasps> right. Alaska's a fucking hard one, by the way. It is, man. It is a bearing like, fucking Like, you brought me tundra. fucking wear otters from Alaska, and I'm like, here's a fucking regular old haunted hotel story. <clears throat> as the 49th state of the, of the United States, Alaska's often described by locals as being 30 years behind the contiguous. Contiguous United States. I was super excited about the chance to use the word contiguous in a sentence, and then I fucked it up. Words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, with the days of the pioneer, people flocking to take advantage of the gold rush set so recently in the past. That's a weird way to write that. All right, now I'm critiquing the journalism. Yeah. Uh, it's not too far-fetched to see how life might be a little slower in the last frontier. Uh, this only means that the ghost stories that haunt the oldest buildings in the state of Alaska are a little bit more recent and sometimes seem a little bit more vivid. I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> the Klondike Gold Rush began in the Yukon in 1896 when the gold was first discovered. This drew roughly 100,000 prospectors to the territory. That's a fucking ton of people. A ton of fucking people. With a fucking gold itch. Right. All of whom decided they would strike it rich. Skagway served as the most direct route to the gold fields, so most of the traffic flowed through this deep water port. This, of course, caused the population of Skagway to explode nearly overnight. You think? With the population going from approximately 700 residents in 1897 to over 10,000 in 1898. Wow. Uh, it, made it, it made it the largest city in Alaska at the time. Uh, that rush only lasted two years, and the population dwindled back under 2,000. Jesus Christ. It's a huge drop quick. It's a huge drop from what it was before. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was 700 before. No, it's so, still, you're yeah. losing 8,000 people in it after two years. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the times in which the Klondike Gold Rush was underway created an atmosphere that was rife with chaotic ambition, corruption, lawlessness, disease, shattered dreams, and many untimely deaths. I'd like to put in parentheses, encompassing all that greed. Oh, yeah, what is that? Uh, built at the height of the gold rush in 1898, the Golden North Hotel provided accommodations and refreshment to nearly 1,000 prospectors who passed through the city on a weekly basis, and it was a breeding ground for ghost stories. You think? Um, now, I tell you all that to tell you about Scary Mary. <laughs> 
Scary Mary. Scary Mary. Let's find out That's about okay. Scary Mary. You're gonna like her, but you're gonna like her boyfriend Klondike Ike too. Oh wow! Is this a is this a musical? Seems like Ike and Tina. I know, right? Somebody can break into fucking Proud Mary right now. <laughs> Big wheels keep on turning. Jesus, ain't nobody rolling on the rivers in Alaska. Rolling, dang it, rolling, dang it. They can't see you shaking your head like that. I wish they could. Alright, so one of the most legendary ghosts in Alaska goes by the name of Scary Mary. I'm sure she did not choose that moniker. I'm definitely thinking not. Uh, And her story begins with a gold rush expedition. Mary came to Skagway, Alaska as a blushing young woman uh, already engaged to a prospector that went by the name of Klondike Ike. Fucking Yukon Cornelius over here. Has nothing on him right this second. (laughs) She checked into the Golden North Hotel where she and Ike became engaged and were set to start their future together. The two lovers spent several days at the hotel before Ike had to return to his prospecting ventures over Chilkoot Pass. Chilkoot Chilkoot Pass? Okay. Uh, Mary's fiancé, Klondike Ike, set off over 500 miles to the gold fields with tremendously high hopes that he would win them their fortune. Unfortunately for both Ike and Mary, Ike never returned. Rut row. Rut row. Uh, Which is... This is this is the plantation ghost story where he never came back from the Civil War. This is the New England ghost story where the fisherman never came, came back. back. Yes. She died a fucking lonely woman. Uh, well, hold on. Don't jump ahead of me, Glenn. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Um, uh, ever the loyal partner, Mary waited for Ike to return home to her. She locked herself in the room the couple had rented, lost in the abyss of worry for her lover, and waited. When the housekeepers of the Golden North Hotel finally broke down the door with concern, they discovered Mary in her wedding dress she planned to be married in, dead and waiting for Ike to return to her so that they may marry. In many stories, it is said that Mary ended up coming down with a fatal case of pneumonia while waiting for Ike in room 23. Other stories imply that after months of waiting for his return, she simply locked herself in the room, disallowed any company, and refused to eat. Uh, there are some first-hand experiences, which I was having trouble running down in print. Uh, legend tell us to tell us that Mary still hasn't checked out of her room at the Golden North Hotel, and since her death arrived all too soon, that she has been checking up on guests in the middle of the night. Her apparition appears as a pale figure and is seen looking through the hotel windows, waiting for her lover's return from the mountains. Uh, there have been reports of cold air pockets while walking through the hallways of a and a subsequent glimpse of white rushing past them. Even more strange are the reports of the unfortunate guests who wake up to Mary's ghost hovering above their beds as if checking to be sure that Ike isn't in bed with another woman. Wow. A discuss. There's a lot going on there. Let's unpack it. Is there? Not really. That's, I mean... That's take, a generic story. It's a generic story, right? You could put that, like we said... When Here's we another thing. There are two Golden North Hotels in Alaska... Both. Have Scary Mary? Both claim Scary Mary. Is it a franchise thing? Like you pay like like a Chick-fil-A? Like you pay for X amount of dollars, you get oh, that yeah. a hotel and the, the moniker of Scary Mary? I mean, I get it. This is it's romanticism is, is the whole point, is. right? The, oh, it's, it's the law it's the law the lovers it's the lovers the lovers story, basically. Right, it's, it's forlorn lovers and you know, ships passing in the night kind of bullshit, like, you know. She, she waits around. Like I said, it's it's widows widows watches in New in New England and fucking you know the second floor plantation thing. She's still seen to this day, looking out, watching for her lover to return. That sort of shit. Well, 
First off, I think the names are great. Klondike Ike. Scary Mary. Sounds like an ice cream. Um, Scary Mary. Yeah, Scary Mary sits pretty generic. Um, I think uh, I think it's a great tourist story. I think that's exactly what it is, is tourism. You know, I think it's a great way to, to, to get people to, to hang out and come but to let, the... Let's, let's, let's unplug from the marketing of it and okay. the fact that it's a regular thing. Like, what, what do you think about stories like that. Not not Klondike, I can scare Mary specifically. Are you talking about the four loves? Yeah, that, that un- I think there I think it's it's folklore. Like it you know goes back to what you and I were talking about a while back. Yeah. You know, I mean um it, it's right. it's right. I mean it's like it's you know it's it's un- four love it's a romance. Right. Well so. that, that romantic lost lover story, unrequited love, women in white, jilted fucking Brides that you know, it sounds even, like something it even a bunch extends into like the two kids dying in the car crash in 1952 on the way to the fucking prom. Like, yeah, same uh, thing. I think it's a good story that a bunch of girls sitting around a campfire would say that to you know go, oh my god, how romantic. You know, um, it's it's romance. That's all it is in my eyes. Right, but what about the first hand? Exp- not this one. <laughs> not this one specifically. All the first-hand experiences? First-hand experiences. So you mentioned like the whole cold blast thing. So Well, they're in fucking Alaska. Hear me out. It's an older hotel, so I'm assuming there's drafts. I'm sure. So that would that would automatically would Which throw Which also that extends in. to those Victorian homes in New England. Exactly. They, all the these south. older homes, they, get, they have drafts. So, you know, is it possible? Like, if you told me that I caught a cold breeze here, then I caught a cold breeze on the first floor... Then I got a cold breeze standing next to a fire. I'd be like, all right, there's some questions I want to ask. But if you're if you're giving me just a generic, it was a cold blast. I'd be like, it's probably a draft somewhere. Um, the flash of white light. It, it goes back to the orbs, like when people see orbs. Oh, Is it dust? Orbs. You know, I think orbs are the stupidest thing to happen to paranormal research. I do because they like we you know, we we brought out our camera and we took pictures and we caught some orbs. No, you didn't. You caught dust. Dust doesn't mean it's. Well, I mean, it's dust. It's bugs. It's lens flare. It's whatever. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I'm gonna say dust because that's usually what you're gonna see first. Mm-hmm. So you know, but it, it moved. It, it moved intelligently. Yeah, it's no, a fucking bug. Yeah, well, if it was a bug, yeah, a bug is gonna move intelligently because it's a bug. You know, then again, everyone else you doing like a banking. You know, you know, decides to go fly by the camera and be like, oh shit. Um, but I mean, no. the upside about bugs is when they get close to the camera, you can tell they're bugs even when they're moving fast, but not yeah. far away. Um, so, so the cold blast, I'll call the draft. I'll call the the blast of white. I'll put that in the same category as. as well, you're as, also talking about a snowy environment too. I mean, and snow reflects light. Absolutely. So you know you're near a window, and you know fucking snow just by the window. You're like, what the fuck was that? Or you know. Even that was if, an apparition. Even if it does that by the window and the light banks off of it, it, it you you notice it in the room, you know, like yeah, I mean there's some I'm not saying that's what's happening there. I'm just saying there's some plausible deniability here and the the apparition hovering over the bed. Um my first question is what kind of bed is it? Is it a four post bed? You know, cuz on top of four post beds that have a roof or a canopy, sometimes they have it's true. They have something hanging off the side of it. There, you know. Uh, my next question is: is is was it? What color were the the drapes or the the the, the not drapes? But the, there's also something to be said about both the human imagination. Oh yeah. And the things you see when you first wake up. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're coming out of sleep, and sometimes there's some fucking crossover there. You know, yeah. You see shit. You're like, holy fuck, what was that? 
but you're also talking about people are being told the story. As soon as you walk in, your brain starts clicking. Right. As soon right. as you... And it's already in your mind when you're in bed, <laughs> so, you know... Ooh, let's get all comfy and tucked in well, for it. Bumping the fucking nine, an eye pops open, and you're like, holy fuck, what's that? Okay, wait, no, it just, it just it disappeared. Well, it didn't disappear when they to begin with. Yep. Um, it's like, um. so, I love when they talk about, like, haunted hotels, and there's a bunch down here, too, you know, where they tell you, you know, you can't even stay, like, we've had people... There's one in, I don't know if it's Alabama or Mississippi. There's probably one in both. Probably, but uh, it's like one of the scariest hotels where like people have run out of the run out of the hotel in the middle of the night right. because of all the chaos and mayhem. And I'm like, well, that's on you. you. You set yourself up for failure. You know, you went down there under the intention it was a scary hotel. You stayed in the room that was apparently the scariest room. You 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 listened to all the stories. Going in, you failed. Like okay. you failed for well, more. It's not about failure. Like we could do that. I'm not you, saying fail like in the sense, but I'm saying your your brain is already off to the races. You and I could go and do a, a paranormal investigation. Yeah, because we're going to go in as a true skeptic. I'm not going to let the stories get to me. I'm the one that's going to ask questions. I'm going to be. Right. We're going to be the ones that go. Well, okay, well you mentioned this. Could it possibly have been this? Right. Could it possibly have been? You know. Uh, Whatever the case may be, you know, the thumping of night was it that rocking chair that I heard that old man sitting in there twenty minutes ago, rocking and it was bumping the wall. Bumping the wall. Yeah. So like that, you know. There are so many variables to play. On the flip side of that, if it's fucking paranormal, it's fucking paranormal. But I'm not going in assuming that. I'm not psyching myself up for it. No, absolutely not. You know, I'm not expecting to see what you tell me I'm going to see. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I blink my eyes and there's a fucking ghost there. I'm gonna shit the bed and I'm gonna leave. I understand it. That problem's solved. A little poo shooting out. Oh, definitely a little poo shooting out of me. But I'm also not going in under the print under the pretenses to psych myself out. Right, right. I'm not. And like maybe I mean maybe I'm just wired differently. Like if you if you prove it to me, fine, great. Like if I wake up in the fucking Golden North Hotel or whatever the fuck it was, and you know, there's somebody hovering over the bed, and I'm like, can I fucking help you? And she's like, You ain't I could be like, You're right, I'm not. But I'm going. Uh, Look at the time I have somewhere to be. Uh, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, no, I understand it totally. So I, I, I completely, I completely you, you understand. Have to, it. You have to do it with a modicum of, uh, of skepticism. Uh, I think whenever you're dealing, like you've heard me say it a million times, whenever we're dealing with ghosts, haunted places, cryptics, I'm a true skeptic. You have to be able to bring it to me and explain. And I, I will respect. <laughs> Religions. I will respect people's thoughts, and and um, you know, like we would, yeah. you know, I, I would respect the voodoo priestess. I will respect the Native American shaman. I'll respect if they say to me, "Hey, careful, it's, don't do this." It's healthy skepticism. I believe that you believe what you're telling me yeah. because I believe that you believe what you're telling me. I'm gonna, all right. I'm gonna respect it. If you tell me I gotta take my shoelaces off so I don't get my fucking hung up. Shoelaces are coming off. Matter right. of fact, if I can change it to my Crocs, problem solved. So, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier. So, yeah. You know, like, people's conviction is one thing. But, like, this, this is a generic story. That's marketing. That, that's tourism. Because that's you got two hotels that are claiming the same thing. It'd be one thing if you had one single, ho- you know, if it was one single hotel. But right now, you're just telling me it's marketing. And I'm not knocking anybody that markets a fucking haunted place. No way. By any means. Like, uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World. Right. That place, I'm not gonna lie. I think there is some so weird thing, shit going on there. The thing about Bobby Mackey is he made a country music bar. That's what that is. That's yep. his thing. 
And when people start talking about it, he's like, oh, fuck, like, I know, I just don't want to fucking talk about it, it is what it is, and shit happens. That gives me some, like, he's not like, come to the haunted bar and, you know, you see the, the, the ghost of fucking, you know, Waylon Jennings is going to come out here and pour you a drink, like, he's not doing that. No, he's I mean? talking about the bar, he doesn't want to talk about right. it. Right, he's talking about the, the music venue and the fucking, the business, and it's like, oh yeah, some fucking weird shit happens. So to the point shit. that they put up a fucking warning in the front. From the fucking place. Yeah, was that Tennessee? Uh, it's Wilder, Kentucky. I must want to take a ride there one day. Uh, I do too, but I'm going to stop by Waverly Hills on the way up there. Yep. Uh, nah, there's the, another one. That's another one. There's another one. They market that. They, But that's a weird one because it had a life prior to them marketing it. It's like... Um, oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like... Ah, um, oh, shit. Hang on. It's like... Um, it's like the prison in Philadelphia. Penitentiary. Uh, Eastern State? Eastern State. Yeah. Like, so those were, they had lives before. Right. And I'm not even talking about, like, the, the penitentiary. Like, they were considered haunted before they got, something got a hold of them and made them market. Right. We're, Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis sanatorium. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's derelict. I mean, all the fucking windows are knocked out. Well, you go to, you go to uh, Eastern State and you actually sign a release because yeah. it's considered ruins. Because it's not 100% up to snuff. Right, nobody's fucking maintaining it. <clears throat> no, they are now, but there's still a lot of work that... that right, well, that's the same done. thing at Waverly Hills. Now, Waverly Hills will charge you to do a paranormal investigation, but if your whole stick is paranormal investigation and they have enough shit going on there that's worth you fucking paying for... I wonder how much they charge. It depends on what you do. Like, you can do just a quick tour or you can do a night tour or you can do like a like a stay over with other people or you can rent the place out for just your fucking party and each one at a different price to your No shit. Yeah, I think it's like a grand a night for just your party. Holy shit. Uh, but I mean you know, if I can do that, there's a place to do it. Uh, see but my problem I don't know man. Uh, there are so many shows out there and it's no knock to the shows that are out there. Let me let me start it off saying that. Well some of the shows are trash, some of them are more reputable than others. Everybody's been to Waverly Hills. Everybody has. And everybody's caught something. But all right, let me throw this out here. Ghosts, and you've heard me say this, ghosts have no concept of time. Right. All right. So to have to always do it at night, I think automatically adds a level in your favor. Because it throws off your perspective. It throws off your perspective, especially through the lens of a camera. And I have more ability to adjust or make it see what you want to see. Right. So, and this is coming from somebody who's done a lot of haunted work, right, like right, a lot right, of yeah, yeah. production haunting, production yeah. haunting work. If I want you to see that ball roll across the street or roll across the, the, the hallway, I can do it. Right. And, and so where, and I've said this a million times too, I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do research on a haunted, on a haunted location, I'm going to do day and I'm going to do night. Right, do both. So that I, it's, I have a true control. Right. Because then I can turn around and say, well, when that ball rolled across the rolls, rolled across the hallway and I had nothing around, <laughs> then I thought again, do it at night. The odds of that actually fucking happening are real. I'll give you another one. It's a safety issue. What, to do it at night or do it during the day? Do it during the day first so you know your fucking way around. Yeah. Uh, there was a show, I think it was on sci-fi called Factor Fake. Where they would take uh, they would take paranormal shows, documentary style show, uh, but their whole shtick was they would take like paranormal shit, 
from the internet or whatever, you know, early days of viral video or pictures or whatever, and they would send, they would, they would split the teams up and they'd do two of them in an episode, and they'd go out and they'd check these things out. And if it was horse shit, they'd call it horse shit. And if it was legit, or they couldn't explain it, they'd be like, oh, well, maybe. You know? If they did Waverly Hills. Who's legit? That same ball rolling thing that you're talking about, in the video that they watched, I think the windows were open. So they rolled in there, they're like, the floor's not level, the windows are open, there's a fucking draft, rolling ball around, what the hell ever. Um, and they, what got them on it is they left a camera set up in that room, there was somebody watching the cameras in the bottom, like, you know, like you know, home base. Yeah, they thing. just had a static camera. They had, a, they had two balls in there, one that they brought, one that was already in there. And I don't remember which one it was, but it was, so there's like a doorway and then a section of wall and then a 90 degree turn, right? Right. The ball was like in the corner. And it rolled along the wall to the door and out to the fucking hallway. And they were like, whoa, what the fuck was that? So they went back in there and they started, they shifted from just like poking around trying to figure this bullshit out to like a full on ghost hunt, which was not their shtick. Not what they did. Doesn't matter. But you, you want to know at that point. But they're in there talking to it, and the ball's like fucking. You know, they're they're playing with the fucking ball and the kid. Like it's and it was their one. You know, one they brought, one that was already there. Shit's all fucking moving. You know, it's so. I and saw, it wasn't a very good show. Period. In general, but but, but the skepticism was what gives it more credit because that I mean they did two fucking stories an episode for like two or three seasons or whatever. It's got, there's, all right, so I'll give you an, I saw a viral video, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and the dude was, he was in a, a school, and he was a, he was a janitor who had since quit because of this incident, and he was saying that a balloon was following him, all right? Now, I looked at it from two different <laughs> perspectives. I looked at it from the perspective of a common person who has no background in fucking around with shit, and I was like, okay, that's kind of creepy, because it's creepy. He walks out into the hallway. The balloon falls out behind him. <clears throat> and then I looked at it from a perspective of how can I make that gag work? Oh, it's fishing line. Fishing line with a magnet. Something would wait. And and I was like, that's an easy fucking gag right there. You know, and uh, and the camera's never far enough enough. The camera's never far enough away to where you see truly see the bottom of the fucking balloon, the, the string. And I'm like, ah, I can tear this up all day, every day. Right. So, like... <clears throat> For me, it is, I love, this is where I love to truly be a skeptic, because that's how I would do it. I would do a control door in a day, and a control it, you know, do it at right. night. You will get something then. And I'm also a fair believer in doing your fair share of research, I think, too. I think if they ever fire those types of shows back up again, they need a special effects guy. I do. I think I... I I'm, because a special effects guy has a unique perspective on it, where it's like, we can look at a thing and go, I can make that happen. But... If it's happening in the moment and we aren't making it fucking happen, Bing. <laughs> you know what? I could recreate Wah. this for a fucking Wah. movie Wah. if I needed to, Wah. but it's happening right now. I didn't make it fucking happen. And that's the thing, you know. And 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 and, and uh, where I get I get a little frustrated with the, um, uh, you know, like uh, like you know, hey, Bob was was in this one room and he he started getting nauseous. And, oh yeah. And, and I'm like, listen, you're, Don't you're jumping give me to your feelings. Don't now you're jumping the shark. I don't want to know your feelings because I can't truly know if that's because you had a bad burrito. Or because you're or, fucking acting. Or you're acting or you're truly being fucking possessed. Now, if Bob's head completely spins around while he's holding the camera, that's a pretty easy fucking call for me. I'm at home and some poo's going to shoot out of me. <laughs> because that's some shit that's not supposed to happen. Right, right. Um, you know, 
So that's why he's frustrated because like he was experiencing the. No, he wasn't. Right. I, you don't know right. what he was experiencing. Right. I'd say the ones that get me are fucking mediums. I hate mediums. Uh, did you hear that? And Shh. what you're talking about? Shh. Right. Like because that's feeling. nothing but a code for me. Like like for when you hear someone shush people, that's nothing but an alert for me to do whatever I'm getting ready to do. Right. Whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Yeah. That's telling somebody, somebody out of else frame yeah. that it's fucking it, it's their cue. That's their cue. You know, what I want is I want the guy that walking down the hallway and just all of a sudden goes and, and it happens and all of a sudden they're like, whoa. You know, like that's not a cue. If you're if you're doing something like shushing me or like oh what's that or hey, 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 hey. You're fucking alerting anybody. The the possibility of you alerting a person to do something like a gag is now there. Yeah. I don't like mediums because mediums are too vague. Um, it is. I'm getting well, a, it's, it's I'm feelings. hearing an M name. I'm hearing an M name. Was there someone in your family named well, M? You're, you're talking about like the, uh, what was his fucking name? The TV guy. Uh, at, at John Edwards. When he, when he was doing the show. Is there someone in this room? Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Who's lost someone close to them? Well, you've got fucking you got you've got, got hundred fifty people, people in there in know? this room. Someone's lost someone. Right. Of that hundred and fucking hundred and fifty people in that room, um, I'm feeling someone in, with an M. Is there's it, it, well, there's got to be something. That shit is sideshow because yes. it's absolutely fucking Houdini called it's, it out for years. It's forced. Uh, it, it's it, for, it, it's um, yeah. It's 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 a uh, shit. It's a force. Uh, it's. Uh, it's when force you, projection? No, 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 no. Not it's the illusion of choice. Like, yeah, you, you know, pick a card, any card. And I'm picking for, the card I'm, I fucking I'm, want. I'm forced, that's force deck. That's force deck work. That actually is legit. Right. It's but this is the thing. same thing. You're like, I'm forcing it. I'm forcing Except a letter. in this particular case, they're doing it based off somebody's fucking emotions and trauma. Yeah. So then you got some fucking poor schlep who stands up. He's like, my mother's name was Mary. Oh, I'm now getting him. I'm, I'm now getting her. Come on down. And then everything he asks. Is very vague. It's not like Mary had, you know, your mother had blue eyes. It, it's no, not that green, but the, but they accept that blue is close enough to green right. that they believe. <clears throat> and then anytime you kind of you, you've seen people do it, like they'll they'll be like, that's not really that's not the case. All of a sudden, it gets changed a little bit, or it gets adjusted because whatever he was poking at, he poked the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, I want a guy who's going to sit down to me and not know a fuck about me and go, hey, man, your grandmother Martha wants you to say hello. She's okay and everything's fine. Right, and money, I will turn into the, a fucking bowl of dog shit, lay on that ground right, and cry. Right. And the money's in the icebox. And the right? money's in the icebox. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, that's what I want. Or, you know, or I want you to be able to give me fucking lottery numbers. If you're as good as you say you are, I want. Well, we made this joke a few, I made this joke with you on the phone <clears> a few months ago when that fucking. That place opened up with the the psychic reader place or whatever down the road here. Yeah, and I was like, "We need to fucking go." We do because I'm going to be that dick. <laughs> what can I do for you today? Shouldn't you be able to fucking tell me that? You should be able to tell me why I'm here, right? You know, and I don't think it's I don't think it's a disrespect to the psychics. If you're a psychic, if you're a medium, if you you you, I'm not saying tell the future, take that out. I'm talking about straight up just psychic medium type shit. You should know why I'm there. You should know what I'm going to want to talk about. You should know the people playing the parts right now. Like I said, if I sit down and you tell me your grandpa John just wants you to know everything's cool, uh, take my money. We're good. Because I didn't give you anything. I don't think I that's too big a fucking ass. I don't. I don't think it is either. I didn't lead you down any path. You didn't give me some vague letter. You know, um, so I had a friend of mine. <clears throat> and this lady, I actually believe. A friend of mine growing up. 
who uh, would go to a, um, a psychic. And she would use playing cards, not tarot cards, mm-hmm. not, like a straight up deck of playing cards. And this lady was like, I don't know where from fucking Eastern Europe she was from. She was probably some small town in a fucking country. Ooh, gypsy. Gypsy, basically. Fuck yeah. And she... I feel like if you're a fortune teller and you're not a gypsy, you're already doing it wrong. She sat down and I watched her talk to him and she didn't give him a, a, a perspective future. Like... This will happen on this day. But the information was so... Like, she knew that he had siblings and and knew close on the names, too, you know. Everything she was doing was not saying legit, but I actually believed her. And that says a lot. Because mm-hmm. even young, I was like, I call bullshit when I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go away. So, yeah. So, there we go. That's our, our thoughts on ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just... I love sideshow gag. Like gaffs, I love that. I love it. Do that shit. But don't pretend like it's a fucking science. It's not. Um, like <clears throat> like full circles back to what we're talking about here. Like this is a generic fucking ghost story that some that two Alaska hotels are fucking using for tourism. That's exactly it. <clears throat> I don't want like um I think everybody when they like we'll go back this is the last thing I'm gonna say and then I'm gonna go smoke because you pissed me off. I pissed you off? Well, not pissed me. You didn't oh. piss me off. This situation frustrates oh. me because well, there's like, a lot of people wasting good money and getting hurt. Well, and this shit breaks the science. That like, right there, dude. So, para, like, you know, paras, para science or whatever, like, you know, this kind of stuff, whether it's ghosts or <clears> cryptids <throat> or what the fuck ever, like, there's people research this with the scientific method. There was a point when people did that with fucking medicine, too. And there was a point where people were like, oh, man, you got ghosts in your blood, do cocaine about it. And that was your fucking doctor. He's a good doctor. But that doctor around still is what I'd like to know. But that skewed the fucking, that, that to some extent, slowed the progress of medicine. So this also, this kind of shit, slows down the process of that as a science. Paranormal science frustrates me because I don't know if, if it's if they've been sold a bag of goods or if it's legit. Like, you know, like we watch Ghostbusters and they have their little machinery and the fucking side things go up and all of a sudden you know there's a ghost. It's a PKE meter. PKE meter. Um, and all of a sudden we know there's a ghost in the area. But these guys are going in there with, I'm going to use a flash and a certain, this e, you know, this oh, certain let me reader. Tell you. This certain reader is going to tell me what's in the room and all this other jazz. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, okay, so a PKE meter was just an EMF detector. It's just stylized for the sci-fi thing. The EMF detector is a thing. That's a thing. But you also have to know that there are things in nature that affect the EMF detector. That's why the detector fucking exists. Right. It's a real tool. So is it the tool, is it the tool being used incorrectly? No. Or is it the tool being used for a different for something different that fits along the same line? Okay, so that's where I'm getting frustrated because I don't necessarily know if that's all bullshit or not. So an EMF detector detects electromagnetic fields, and it's a, it's an electrician's tool. It's a fucking thing. I've got two of them. Yeah. But you also have to know that if you put it next to a light switch it's or gonna, a light, it's going to go off. It's going to go off. Um, that's now, its job. Now, if you're at Waverly Hills where there's no fucking power... And you're not carrying something that's generating that electromagnetic field, then that's fine. Um, shit, I forgot where I was going. Uh, you, you, you ran me off. Sorry that. about that. The science um, was, it was the science aspect pissed me off. Oh, so, like, you can't do this science secondhand. They could, they could do a Discovery Channel show hunting fucking ghosts, and everything they did is a scientific fucking method. And everything they do is legit, and they can catch stuff or not catch it, and it ain't gonna fucking matter. It's still not gonna convince us. The only the only thing that's gonna happen is it's you going being there. there. Let's go. Each there. one of those individual situations you have to witness firsthand. 
All right, listen. Because then we're right. This is the start of a show that's going to happen. Just listen. We're going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I say we do it. <laughs> we need producers now. Um, we can get producers. Uh, but the the point there is, is that until you're standing there, we can pick it apart. Like your 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 video with the guy with the balloon falling. Yeah, absolutely. You pick it, I can pick it. If this is a fucking janitor walking down the hallway and that balloon is legitimately fucking following him and there's no fucking around at all. You're walking down the hallway and that balloon's fucking following you and we ain't set that shit up. And we haven't... That's real. Right. That's real. We know that. But only we know that. Yeah, but... That's the problem with this as a science. I know. And then you have to be able to convince the people watching us that what we're telling them is actually fucking real without two other assholes in another state on a podcast going, how do we know it's real? So how do you take... All right. So then this is a great question then. How do you take evidence? We go, we go to Waverly Hills. And again, we use an interesting example. We find evidence. How do we take that same evidence and we convey it to where the people that are going to watch it or listen to it are going to go and not be us? You can't. That's the problem. That's the point I'm making. We could set up a fucking camera in, in whatever, you know, Waverly Hills or whatever. In random it, hall number two. Right, random hall number two, and a full body fucking apparition walks up to the damn screen, ta- walks up to the lens and taps on that motherfucker, and then just vanishes. And they're gonna be like, that's cool special effects. There's gonna be a bucket full of shit next to me, that's for sure. <laughs> when we when we review the footage, yeah. I'll be like, nope, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that's the problem with this as a science, is that it's it's so fleeting. Because personal experience becomes part of it. We know whether we were fucking scared or not. Other people don't know if we're scared or not. I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> if I'm running down a hallway at full speed, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> but you I mean... You no, I think, it's, I, it's, I, I think there's a lot of big debate to it. There's going to be a lot of debate to it. I think... Um, I think I got nothing... I think I'm going to smoke. I think this circles back to uh, this. Is good marketing. What's fucking tourism is all. It was that all was. tourism. That's all that was. So yeah. scary Mary and Klondike Ike, just so you guys know, was tourism. All right, where are you going? I'm going to smoke. All right, <laughs> creep it real. F- oh no, we did it again. Oh my god, we forgot again. This is all the right. second time. So, so we're a little rusty here, y'all. Got to bear with us. So we, do. we don't know what to do. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, and and honestly. Everybody, we want to hear from you. We want just your thoughts. If there's a show you want us to watch or a piece of, of urban legend or haunting that you want us to check into. Uh, and if you just want to send us a fucking recipe on, on, on food, I don't really care at this point. Yeah, tell us um, a piece of shit we are. You want to call us, tell us a piece of shit, send a, an email at thebodyshop at gmail.com. Body Shop Podcast. Oh, sorry, Shop Podcast at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, we are at Body Shop Pod. And uh, if you want to get to us on the Tiki Talk, it is the Body Shop Podcast on TikTok. And um, we also have some questions for our, our normal shows. How are you putting no, them on no, the show? I can do it for these too. Um, the, on Spotify, please yeah, throw a question Spotify on there so you can interact. And uh, with all of that said, I wish you all a great day. And uh, now I'm going to smoke. Creep it real, folks.